Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Was Chris Cross like their rival? Nah, nah. Chris Cross was like... Nah, BBD brought brought them out. I know, but I'm saying Chris Cross was like the rival, right? They were a little bit before them. They were supposed to be the next new addition. I know. I'm well aware. I'm just saying then Chris Cross came out and started like diss track. They did a diss track on them, which is hilarious. They did? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyways. Oh, man. A police officer tased a little kid with autism? Come on, son. Come on, B. We got to be better. Well, you made a mistake. I guess he. But he still, was they still identi- was, he was, still was a kid though. It's a teenager, a little teenage, kid. Well, that kid, kid like he was like twelve years old. Have you seen what some twelve-year-old kids are doing? Yeah, man. not all. I'm but, just saying. But just because, and if you just because just you slow as hell, you got to earn that. That you got to catch him. You can't catch a twelve-year-old. It was a taser. It was probably right in front of him. That's what I'm saying. No, no, he was. He had the kid had jumped the gate, and oh, he, he just shot him. He shot him before. Like you got all that out of a bottom third headline. No, I saw him. Like you know how slow you got to be not to be able to catch a twelve year old. It's like McLovin. <sighs> the kid's the fastest kid in the world. Like come on, man. I still say if you listen, if, there if, should if, be if a twelve year old physical um, yes, requirements yes. for the job. And don't, and don't give me the mile because a lot of fat people can run a mile. I don't mean you. You ain't gonna be jogging and chasing somebody for a mile. I need I, your, I need your acceleration. Yeah, I need, I need you to. We need to do a two hundred yard uh, uh, relay. There has to be benchmarks. There has to be. But anyway, that's a whole other channel. Uh, it's hour number two. Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, ninety-eight-seven ESPN, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. The number, and we'll get back to your calls. We just like I said, we're just going buffet as we've been doing these days. We just, Ant, hey, Ant, you got one? Ask Anna, he got one. Oh, Anthony Pusick, Ant, yes, Ant, the Ant, K-show Ant, Ant, producer. Yeah, Ant like does he not was, know what he just walked into, but let's do it anyway. Yeah, Ant, Get him on the mic. Yeah, yeah Ant looked like he was like giving girls like roses and stuff like that, Valentine's Day and all that, Be My Valentine. So, Anthony, I don't know if you know the song Benita Applebaum by uh, Tribe Called Quest. You do. He's nodding his head. He's from Brooklyn. He knows these things. Okay. I worked a show for a while, I remember. That is a good point. You did play a lot of the music for us. So... We're asking everybody, like, did you have a Benita Applebaum? Because as the story goes, Q-Tip wrote it about a girl he knew in school that he just absolutely was in love with, and her name was Benita. So Jake claims that um, he had one in pre-K, which that's there's a level of creepy to that that I don't want to get into. But we're asking you, did you have Yeah, probably like grade school. What's her grade name? Grade school. What, yeah, what was her name? I don't remember now. Oh, my oh, God. Rem- everybody remembers Man, that. it wasn't I, memorable. Then she really, yeah, she couldn't have been that good. I, I went Billie Jean Shaw. I went mm. Chris China Olds. Kimberly, don't remember her last name. Mm. Listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a few, dog. Yeah. And I, you, you never like, just like Drake. Drake has, who's Drake's girl that he always talk about? <laughs> You can Google that, man. He writes songs about it. He talks about yeah, it in high school, how he always, how he, how he always loves. Listen, always uh, loved. Drake talks about like 10 to 15 yeah, different girls. Like, it's it's kind of hard no, to I'm keep up No, I'm not talking about Who's Mariah, the girl that Drake got, talks he got, about? He got, he got uh, one in high school that he talks about, and they actually showed her before, and they actually met up with each other. She's light-skinned. 
Oh, I don't know. Okay. Okay, I'll find it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the calls. But you guys disappoint me. Well, let's go to a you don't remember. Can that's because to- you don't want your chicks to find out. Listen, it's it's past the statute of limitations, man. It's okay to have an old school crush. I think it's all right. Yeah, I do think it's okay. Bill Belichick having another interview with the uh, Falcons, by the way. I told the you, Cowboys now out of the yeah. That's a good roster. Off the man. market. That's a good roster. It'd be interesting. I'm surprised the Commanders hasn't called him. Who's interviewing whom there though? Like, what are I mean, they asking it, Bill Belichick? Well, this him and Arthur Blank. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, what our roster look like? What would you, what would you need to be successful? Yeah. How would you go about who would be your your, your coach staff? I've got more questions for you about things here, right? Like, wouldn't that? Yeah. Him and Arthur Blank from the same cloth. You know what I mean? They both OGs. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it, but like Sal Palantonio was on with us. Um, was it Tuesday? Right? Yeah, yeah, he was on with us Tuesday, and when we were talking about the first interview, Sal Pal made it pretty clear. It's who's interviewing whom here. Right. The wackiest thing that I've seen in the last couple of days is the Atlanta Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick. <laughs> the headline should say Bill Belichick interviewed <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. So true. I mean, I'm not making fun of it, but, you know, come on. Oh, really? I mean, if you're Rich McKay and Arthur Blank, you sit in the room and say, well, Bill, explain to us when you were under stress in one particular instance and how you learned from that. <laughs> well, how about when I was down 28 to 3 and you and the Super to Bowl your team. came back <laughs> yeah. and smoked you? Mm-hmm. See? So that's the conversation that they're having there. So we'll Yeah, see. that was Tom Brady that smoked us. Meanwhile, not you. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that get ugly? Um, but how about let's talk about another coach, and that's Tom Thibodeau. Yesterday was his 66th birthday. Does he look 66 to you? Uh, you don't think like the fact that his uh, hair isn't gray? His hair is like Charlie Brown, man. It's amazing. It's like, it's like the comb over is like five strong hairs like yeah. weaved together. No, you didn't have to do all that. <laughs> but, but yes, okay. But he's done a – all right. I'll be biased when I say I think he's done a, a tremendous job. He's the best coach they've had since Jeff Van Gundy. Okay. The most successful coach they have had since Jeff Van Gundy. That's all fact. That's true. But still a lot of Nick fans are unco- – like, not enough – Nick fans won't embrace this guy. But they are right now – He's like the Julius Randle of the coaches. <laughs> maybe. Um, but they are on a 48-win pace at the midpoint of the season. And the Vegas had them at 45-and-a-half, I believe, for the over-under. So right now, they're on pace to, to hit the over. And really, if you think about some of the losses they've had, you're like, you know, there's a couple of, there's a couple of rebounds away from having being on a 50-win pace, okay? So he's got another year left in his contract, and then they've got to make a decision. And you never really let, although Dallas is doing it in, uh, with the Cowboys, with Mike McCarthy, but you really don't let a coach go into his final year without an extension. You either extend him or you move on. It's very rare that he coaches out the last year. Yeah, no lame ducks. They always want yeah, to you don't them. want that. You want the uncertainty of it. So when do the Knicks start to talk about this? And mm. should it be during the season or should it be at the end of the year? It's going to have to be at, at some point this summer. But should they wait? Or should they yeah, – You know, does, does they, he deserve an extension I think is the question I'm asking. And I think it's a silly question to ask when you consider his record. The Knicks record. But it could go bad. It could. But but where are they right now? What do you mean it could go bad? Do they look like a team that's on the verge of collapsing? I mean. They're a very good basketball team, just, Bart. They just, really are. You just never know. Like injuries and stuff. The man. Houston Rockets are one of the best defensive teams in the league. They are not last year's team. Mm. Right? They are not. 
Last year, they their 19th win of the season was in Game 78. Yeah, this awesome. year, they already have 19 wins at midpoint of the season. So the Rockets are a better team. And Ime Odoka has made them a better defensive team. They're top 10. Hmm. So he would have been a good hire is what you're saying. Ud- Udoka? Yeah. I mean, he's done a good job there. I'm saying for the uh, uh, Brooklyn. For Brooklyn. Yeah, but at the time, that was a, that was a, that was a tough one. You couldn't touch that. Yeah, it would have washed off after a year. <clears throat> well, the point I'm making about the Knicks is that they there's a lot of things that we're talking about that they need, and they're still chasing the big star. But one thing we think they have is a coach. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And I just think we have to reach a point to start acknowledging the fact that coaching is not an issue for this team, and you want to make sure that you continue to have your coach locked up, that this is our guy, that you maintain it. So it's definitely time to start having that conversation about when when do the Knicks start discussing with Tom Thibodeau giving him an extension. And I'm not talking about five years or whatever it is. I mean, for him at 66 years old, Two years, he'll years. coach forever. He'll be like Popovich. He he, he loves to teach. Like he loves Huey, to coach. Huey Brown Jr. He was asked, it's funny, he was asked before the game uh, by Barbara Barker of Newsday because it was his birthday, and she said, is there anything you'd rather be doing today? And he said no, because he loves to coach. This is his favorite thing to do. So I think it is something that has to start to be acknowledged because you see so many times with fans on social media, the first – anytime the Knicks lose, which, by the way, uh, breaking news, the Knicks aren't going 82-0. and No team is going 82-0. and It doesn't happen, right? So you're going to lose games. But every time they lose one, there is always a bunch of slander about the coaching decisions and what he does with the team. There's always this concern about how he's going to wear players out, and yet year after year, that doesn't really happen. One player, one time, had an injury, and that's Derrick Rose. And it was unfortunate, and that has hung over him, and that has been the biggest criticism, and that he overused him, and then he got hurt. But aside from that, everywhere he's gone, whether it's Chicago, first of all, he, he helped win a championship in Boston with his defense as the assistant coach next to Doc Rivers. But in ba- in um, Minnesota, he started in Chicago where they had a great run. Minnesota, he took a franchise that hadn't made the playoffs in like a decade, and they got him to the playoffs. They won 48 games, and then everybody there panicked because the team started to have issues in the locker room. And instead of just making the right player adjustments and, all right, this guy can't handle the heat. We got to get rid of him. We got to move him out. They just fired everybody, which was stupid. Because then they fell right back into the doldrums that they're finally getting out of now because, again, they found themselves a really good coach and they got a really good player in Anthony Edwards. They're stable again, but they weren't for a number of years. Then he comes to the Knicks, who, by the way, were also just fumbling all over themselves for years, coach after coach after coach, couldn't get it right. Every two years it felt like they were getting a new coach. They weren't developing players, and they couldn't get anybody to come here to play. And they were always chasing, chasing, chasing. Then they get established with this guy, and they establish a defensive mindset, an identity that is something I've always said, New York teams, defense has to be the foundation for all of them because that's just something about New York. Think about the Giants in their best years. It's always been about their defense, correct? Yeah. Right? Like with the Mets, it's always been about their pitching, which is essentially defense. The Knicks, defense. Rangers, goaltending. Like it's just, that's just always at the foundation of 
the best years. Think about your teams with the Jets, defense, and people in New York love that. Yeah. That's what Tibbs brought here, right? So you have now an identity. Ask any opponent when they come to play the Knicks. And I've done it. Been in those situations with opposing coaches, opposing players, where you say to them, well, what are you going to get out of the Knicks? What do you expect out of the Knicks? And they always tell you, oh, this team, a team that's going to come at you, play physical, play tough. you got to be ready for it. You know what they're bringing. That's an identity. Nobody used to say that about the Knicks before. They would talk about one or two players maybe. Or they would talk about how exciting it is to play at the Garden. But they would never talk about how, oh, you got to be ready to play these guys. They get in your face. They're tough. They hit you hard. They rebound. They make you work. They make you earn it. They don't go away. They never give up. Those are all the things that I've heard about this team. Well, who do you think gets the credit for a lot of that? Who set that standard? Who's the one that said, this is who we're going to be, and then give credit to the front office for finding the players that fit that identity, and it has been a process finding them. That's why the Ananobi trade made so much sense. Here's a guy who was defense first Mm. with some toughness and all Mm. that stuff. So now that you have this set up and you're on your way halfway through the season, 48-win pace, on your way to a third playoff appearance, they are in play for that, in four years – when do we start having that conversation to say, you got a head coach. It's time to respect it. It's time to acknowledge it. It's time to say, yeah, I think we need to give this guy an extension and make sure he's here. Because like you've always said, we've always talked about this. If you're going to fire a coach, if you're going to trade a player, it's always, who are you getting? Yeah, Who's it going to be? Okay, fine. You want to get rid of him because you're sick of seeing his face? They say this about Aaron Boone as well. Okay, you want to get rid of him? Who are you replacing him with? Who are you getting that's going to deliver what he's delivered in these last four years? And the the thing is... You know how hard it is to do what he's done in a market like this, coming in with the understanding of it? How many guys have come in here and failed at it? They've all had great press conferences. They've all told you all the things they plan on doing. And then they all get eaten alive. You have to acknowledge what Tom Thibodeau has done with this franchise. And you have to also acknowledge what Leon Rose has done in making sure that he has gotten the players to fit what Tibbs wants to do. And also to allow him to sit a guy like Evan Fournier, who they gave $72 million to, and for the last two years, he has not played. Who gave him him $72 million? Well, I'm just saying, but but the front office could have forced him to play. No, you have to play him. You're going to make us look bad. No. You don't think it works for you? Fine. You're the coach. You make that decision. When is that that's, contract, a, that's not when, easy to do. When's that contract out, though? By the way, this year. By the way, you talk about um, people that fit the tribe. Did you see DeJounte yesterday mm-hmm. with the game winner? Yes. Called game. Yeah, I mean. That was a tough game, too. I mean, he's looking like a guy. I don't know. I'm just but saying. he knows he's getting traded. They're showcasing him. And they want, they're driving the market up for him. It's going to cost more than you think. If it took three first-round picks to get Pascal Siakam. No, Pascal's a champion. and he's. I would say they're about the same as far as their star level. No. Okay, so if it took three first-round picks, yeah, but see, what do you think it's going to cost to get Deontay Murray two. when you know, remember, there was no market I'm for Pascal two. Siakam. There I'm was say, one team. I'm going to say two. Two, you're crazy. And the reason I say nope. two, the reason, Four. reason I say two is because they got Brown back, who they're going to flip again and get it some big probably, for him. Probably, probably. So, so, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you right now, four. I think it's going to be four for Murray. 
and the Lakers are desperate. The Nets are de- how how desperate are the Nets getting? They just lost to the Trailblazers. I feel bad for China. That's I, what I'm saying. Well, Jacques Vaughn, Jacques, Jacques Vaughn could be in trouble. That's why I said Emad Doka should have been there this year. I yep. would I would have let him go and yeah, let he him could be, be in trouble because yep. this team's really starting to go the other way. But I don't want to get off the top. It, it, it's do you agree or I mean, disagree listen, with me? No, like, like I, you're I, a guy that loves defense. No, you're a guy I, I, that listen, understands listen, how important coaching I, listen, is. I totally agree. And the reason why you can't get rid of him is because his team has been built to to, to mirror his philosophy. So now, like, if a new coach comes in, they may not have that same philosophy, right? So now, like, I think you have to see it through, right? You you talk about the winning culture and, and what, how important it was for him to change the perception of how stars and people look at the Knicks. He's done that. He's made them a professional team, a responsible team. People feel like, okay, him and Leon Rose, they work well together. They're professionals, right? And they do things the right way. That whole um, stereotype of what people thought um, they were and how dysfunctional it was, they realized that, hey, you can come here. And you be notice successful. that all that's gone? Look at what happens with the Rangers. Yeah, and, and it took a couple years. You know, if the, if the team was where they were today, if the team was where they were today, then maybe KD would and Kyrie would have chosen to come here. Maybe, yeah. But you maybe, know, but not everybody that, that, would want to play for him because of what he demands out of you. Yeah, but not everybody wants that. Kevin, you you can't you can't scare Kevin Durant from doing anything. Mm-hmm. I think he's the guy. If the person that was you have to get on board would have had to be Kyrie, Kyrie who doesn't want to play. He never yeah. wants to play. See, it's for but, Tibbs, you got to have guys who want to play. And the one thing you say about the Knicks, like Josh Hart, right now. Here's an example. Everybody's killing Josh Hart right now. Who had a great game last night. But I've seen a lot of Josh Hart criticism. Bad contract. Right, his numbers have gone down. They overplay him. He's not that good, and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. And then, what if I told you, as I remember, I mentioned yesterday he was on the injured list. Mm-hmm. What if I told you that he's dealing with a knee that is it's bothering him, but he's I'm not taking a game off kind of guy. Yeah. Right. I, rest? No. If I'm hurt, I'll, all right, I have to sit out. But rest? Hurt and injury, no. two different things. Like he's playing through stuff. And so you could see he doesn't have the same push off like it was. I think one time in the in the paint he tried to finish in the paint. He could not get off that foot. Normally he dunks the basketball when he's that close. He barely laid it up in another situation when he was wide open under the rim. Didn't dunk it. He just laid it up because he just he, he can't get to the top floor right now with whatever's going on with his knee. But he's playing through it. Why? Because we don't take games off. Julius Randle, he won't take a game off. Brunson, I mean, it took well, it took him having a calf contusion that just affected his ability to move to take two games off. And then even him, he's like, I, I'm, he hates taking games off. You want that in today's NBA, but not every player buys into that. There are players, Kyrie's one of them, that will play a bunch of games and then just look at the coaching staff and go, um, you know, I, I'm going to take a couple of games off here. Like, not that he's hurt. It's just, yeah, I'm a little sore. I just want to sit back. Like, it happens. And you got to live with it. But the Knicks don't have that culture. And so, as I said, that is something that you certainly nod to the players. You nod to the to the front office because they're the ones that brought the players in that have that mentality. But it all starts with the head coach who set that tone from the day he got the job, Man. and that's Tom Thibodeau, and that needs to be recognized. Th- that is a happy birthday. You talk about, you know what I'm saying, you you going out for your guy. You keeping it Rizzo. That was a soliloquy that went, what, about 25 minutes? I don't know, did it? Happy birthday, Tibbs. We'll be back after this. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave, you a, I gave you a segment off, so you're welcome. You want to take a call or two? Let's take a let's take a call. I want to take this one. Let's go to Doughboy. Yeah, Doughboy in Queens disagrees with me. Go ahead, Doughboy. 
Hey, how you doing, Alan? I, I, I heard everything. You, you Happy birthday, Tibbs, yes. I just want to know, in the big games, Tibbs get out-coached every player, every player. Atlanta, the Knicks had a better team. He got out-coached. Miami, with the team where you were laughing at, oh, they got Kevin Love. They're not going to be able to beat us. Oh, boy, you're wrong. He didn't didn't get out-coached. He didn't get out. First of all, first of all, no, no, you're selective. This is Doughboy, selective. What you're doing is selective. No, Doughboy, you're wrong. He He had no Mitchell Robinson in the Atlanta series Uh at all, and they had no point guard, and Atlanta loaded up on their best player, and their best player couldn't figure it out. End of story. They were banged up at the end of that series. Now, did he outcoach the Cavs coach who had the higher seed? Did he? Say yes or no. Just yes or no is all I need. Did he outcoach? Okay, so you just said, you just told me in the playoffs he always gets outcoached. That didn't happen. Now let's go to the Miami series where Randall also was hurt again, where Brunson, as we learned after the fact, was hurt as well. Banged up, right? They were banged up physically. It was a physical series. Man, you, know, you, know, you can't do that. To call you back. But you can't do you, that. You, you, you can't say he's out. Co- you, he's always out coached. That's so wrong. Can I tell? You, can I tell you how he out coached me? When what I say is out coached. What in, in the Atlanta series? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do to shorten his bench? He to started Derrick Rose to shorten his you bench. That? You remember that? You remember that? He started making Derrick Rose as his starting guard and took Ever Payton. Oh, he got you here. Ever Payton got you in the playoffs and you changed it. Then they went so to you're, the you're, you're, you're going to tell me that a whole series was because of Alfred Payton who can't shoot? No, but it's, no, so it's you, you couldn't score in that series, but you were going to no, play Alfred no, Payton. That's not, no, that's not what happened. He switched, his, he switched his whole rotation, and that's what messed up the whole thing. And then in the did Miami, it? In the did Miami, it or did the fact that, that R.J. Barrett couldn't catch a ball in the corner of Game One? Okay. Listen right, up, that, listen is, to, that's not what right, that, that we messed up the series going down 0-1 because you couldn't no, catch a ball no, in the corner. That, that wasn't the Miami it. Series. Think about the Miami series. Not having Mitchell Robinson that didn't that didn't have an impact uh, on it. Who was the better team in the Miami series? Between Miami and, New- and the Knicks. Because the- in the beginning, before they started, you was like, oh, they got Kevin Love. We don't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, the, their bench, their bench played really James- well. Their bench played really well. You remember game six, you was like, game six was like, we going to get on the bus. We bringing it back to the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, game right. like that day. I, so I, that's I, a coaching, that's a coaching that day. Well, you did. You called me, and, and you, you did get to call me, and you were wrong. So you had your opportunity to be right, and you were wrong. How did he get out-coached? His players got outplayed. And by the way, Miami went to the finals. So everybody else got out-coached too? But the out-coach thing is, it's that's such a weak one. You could, do, I mean, I could come up with better arguments, and I like the guy. But that's not the one. Got out-coached in the playoff? What did he do in the first round? Did he out-coach that guy? Cleveland, higher seed? They were on their home floor, and they got embarrassed. They got booed off their home floor. Don't forget that. Mm. They were better than Cleveland. <laughs> we got audio files coming up next. You want to come at me on tips? Go right ahead. Because so many of you just don't understand what you have in this coach. And you need to understand what you have in this coach. It's Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Three weeks left until the NBA trade line. And what are the Knicks going to do? Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Leon Rose has got to figure out what that next move should be. 
Like, what exactly do we need? Jalen Brunson is going to have to be your best player in the postseason. Like, how much do we actually want to ask him to do during the regular season? Like, there's so much pressure on you, him right you, now. You saw gonna, when he you was asked gone. him to do a lot, though. Right. So I mean, he's a, that's he's a vital cog of this team, and if he doesn't do that, then I don't know what you're accomplishing. I get it, but it can't fall apart if he's gone or if he's not on the. Like, we need to know. Like, do we need? Does he? Does he need help? Do we need someone else that can handle the basketball? Yeah, we need to get bigger. Yes. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's Barton Han. <laughs> We'll get back to your calls momentarily, but you know what, Bart? Right now, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. All right, let's see. A lot of coaching news uh, all around the NFL. So Mike McCarthy is staying in Dallas. They're not making a change there. So here's uh, what Mike McCarthy said his message to Cowboys fans is. We have a, an unbelievable fan base, uh, and they have, and they should be frustrated. Um, uh, we're extremely disappointed, uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my, my message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And. Um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but, you know, I, I know how to win. And and uh, we will get over that threshold. You know, I have total confidence in it. And, and that's why I'm standing here today. Knows how to win. He has won a Super Bowl. 
So yeah, he, he, he riding off of that. He went into a a ride. Well, Adam Schefter was uh, on Get Up, and of course the conversation with Adam Schefter with all his sources. So did Jerry Jones at least kind of kick the tires on some other coaches? He did not kick the tires on those coaches, to the best of my knowledge. Now, is it possible that there's some clandestine call that I did not hear or know about? Yes, that's possible. But to the best of my abilities, Greeny, I don't believe that Jerry Jones reached out to these coaches and tested the waters and kicked the tires, however you want to call it, to see whether they would be interested in becoming the Dallas Cowboys head coach. I think he was deciding on what to do with Mike McCarthy singularly, and he made the decision that his team was better off. And you believe this was the wrong decision, right, Bart? I believe it's a risky one, and I think it's not a bold one. And sometimes when you want to make it to the Super Bowl or you want to try and take that next step, it has to be bold. It's not like they're coming up short and losing the AFC Championship or the division round. They can't get out the first round, and that's going against the seventh seed. Right. Like this ain't even At like, home. At home where you're undefeated, like your guys are coming up small. And it was a look early on in Dak's eyes that let me know that he feels the pressure. The, the, really? And you, and you hurt and you hurt, but the thing is you hurt the announcer saying it. Like, yo, they, it, something's off. Mm-hmm. Like, But it's something always off when Dak, when some guys are PT players, like we always try and separate him from Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah. We always try to. They're more alike than they are different. Yeah. Well, here's here's McCarthy. I want to hear you hear your reaction to McCarthy talking about Dak Prescott and that he does believe in him. I said earlier, I believe in Dak Prescott. You know, I think he's clearly the answer. Uh, he's part of the solution moving forward. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, as difficult as this time is right now, you know, when we can, you know, work through this this emotional, you know period that we're in um you know we'll continue to build build off of you know what he brings to the table well what's going to be interesting is is that Dak needs an extension and Mike McCarthy's going into the last year of his contract so these are two other things now that have to be solved and uh, settled and that's Jerry Jones that's probably the next move there meanwhile what's settled and solved in Pittsburgh is that Mike Tomlin will be back uh for next season and I believe he does only has one year on his deal as well, right? I think that he's at the end of his contract. Yeah. Um, Mike Tomlin was asked if he expects to get an extension. Yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are are going to run their course, man. Um, Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate continually, often. I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. But – you know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. I believe, actually, that he doesn't, and they have to work that out. That's why he was asked about it. Remember, he was asked about his contract status after the loss, and remember, he famously just walked off the podium and walked out the door never answered it, yeah. so he explained that. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, I'll say this. Um, I certainly could have handled uh, that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, um, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. Um, What's required to do what it is that we do, uh, the amount of focus um, pouring into a collective, I'm just not in that mind state, and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue 
um, to talk about things of that nature. Do you agree with that? Like, I, I feel like because of the availability of a coach and the season ended, it's a question that, as a reporter, you want to ask. Whether you but, like it or not, I'm asking it. You don't have to answer it, and he chose not to. But it's a question that you can ask me tomorrow. But how do I know I'm going to see you tomorrow? Well, get how do your, I know? Well, get your ass to work. And I'd also rather get you, and this is how it works from our end, Bart, I'd rather get you in the moment where you're a little no, bit emotional. Be, be, because you're trying to get some type of Because goal. I don't, yeah, because I, 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 I might get a more honest answer out of you than if you have a day to think about it. And as a professional, I'm not going to give you that. Right. So what, what so do you he want? said it's not appropriate so, to so, ask so, it. So, so, I think it's it's appropriate for you to not answer it, but it's appropriate for me to ask it. It's I not mean, inappropriate to ask. Because you just never know. Somebody might give you that, and that makes some guys' careers, right? So you might get some liquid gold, you know, because somebody's agitated. Playoffs. Yeah. They are who we thought they were. See? All that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, what he Can't said, wait. What he said is, I'm not that dude. Yeah, I'm which not is fine. Dude you don't get it from. But don't say it was an inappropriate time to ask because when you're a reporter, there is yeah. no inappropriate time to ask. You're asking it. Well, right after losing, you know what I mean? That's like that's like, okay, uh, this is bad. Uh, then analogy. don't. Then don't. Okay. Don't. All right. Yeah. It's let it go. A couple right. more things here. Um, so Niners, Packers is the matchup this weekend, divisional round. I'll tell you what I was going to say. You're going to do it, it anyway. No, no, I'll tell you what I. No, I'll tell you what I was going to say during the break, and you tell me if I should say it. Fair point. All right. All right. We could always come back to it. See what happens. Not appropriate for me to say it. <laughs> Nick Bosa. Talking about what the Packers are right now versus what they used to be. What Kyle talks about is, is the whole team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy. And they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had. And I'm a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of coaching. And sometimes it's good when you have a guy who does what he's coached to do. Hmm. Is that a shot at Rodgers? No, he's basically saying when you have a guy that you're supposed to, then we know how to defend it. Aaron Rodgers was more difficult to, because he'll go outside of the X and O's and what the uh, play. He was saying to. that sometimes no, no. it's better when the quarterback does what no, he's told. No, no, I think I think he's I think what he's saying is that he expects to kick that ass because they're going to go when he wants to cover three. We know okay, he's going to throw the ball out top to the to the opposite to down. Safety. No, I get it. I, I don't know if he was referring to defense as he was. Why are they good? They got better, and the quarterback does what he's told. That's why sometimes it goes better that way. Well, anyways, I guess you're not seeing it the way I saw it. Yeah. I Last mean, but just because we're late here. Last but not least, um, Odell Beckham Jr. on the Punchline podcast. Yeah, I hate when they these ta- type of things. Talking about um, what could have been. What would have been? I was jet. set to go back to New York and be a Jet. Really? I remember getting a call over the weekend. They were like, "Hey, this is the Ravens, right?" This is our offer. What is it going to take for you to not take that visit? They like said, if you, if you do get on that plane, like, just know that the offer is off the table. Oh! And I was like, can you give me 20 hours to, like, talk to my people? I like how the Ravens talk business. I liked it, too. Come on, now. My heart desired to be in New York again, oh. to be in New York again, to be able to, you know, whether there's marketing money, you know, mm. the Jets, and it's kind of like, you know, I even had the number picked out. I'm DMing the punter or whoever it was at the time, like, hey, let me buy that off you. Wait, what number was that? Maybe number five. Five? <laughs> Man, Morstead. <laughs> or what's the other? No, 17. Se- no, it was no, se- number no, five, no, number no, five. Garrett number five. Was 17. No, yeah, number five. Yeah, whatever. Well, the bottom, line, bottom line is, What though, was Odell Beckham number when he was here? 
Wasn't he 13? Yeah, he was. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, that's available. Well, anyways. Yeah, um, I hate that. But the, but, well, we've but, been but, here. So, well, no, it's not even that. It's that they told him, if you go visit, the offer's gone. And then he just yeah, took of the offer. Yeah, say that. Yeah, he was like, man, money on the wood makes the bet good. Would that, <laughs> would that have made a difference, Odell? If if even with the injuries, if you had him with Garrett, would that have been a? He's not the player that no. we thought he was going to be. Right. So like, he's basically the third receiver with with them. He hasn't had a great season. With so them it's at not all. like that would have no. helped yeah, matters. Yeah, his numbers, his numbers are okay. blah. Okay. So now you would have had Allen's R, then him, then we would have been pissed because you couldn't cut him because you paid him fifteen, sixty million dollars. <laughs> and that is audio file. ESPN New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson, hosted by us, Barton Hahn. It's an intimate event at the Big Apple. Is that time and a half? Um, I think we do get bonus, right? Oh. At least a bonus. Uh, with the Jets' star wide receiver. For your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, it includes food and beverage. That's nice to know we're getting fed. Wait, what type of food? It better not be hot dogs and, um, and chicken tenders. Mm, could be. Uh, go to ESPNNewYork.com, or you can find the contest page, of course, on the ESPN New York app that you have on your phone, and then you just submit your entry. It's an evening with Garrett Wilson and also us, Spartan Hunt. It's brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. We have calls to get to at 800-919-3776, and Rex Ryan will join us at 2 o'clock. Stay with us, Spartan Hunt, 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Bart, let's grab some calls here at 800 919 We got a lot to get to. Rex Ryan's going to join us in the Power Hour. So we also have that coming up. I love the Power Hour Hour. <laughs> yes, he does. And you love it too. So stay with us for that. But let's get some calls. Uh, Brett in New Brunswick. Brett. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Um, just want to jump in on the uh, Tibbs conversation, and then I got a quick question for you about mm-hmm. the moves this summer. Okay. Um, I think Tibbs is undeniably a top eight or nine, ten coach in the league, and I think it would be silly, like Bard said, to move away from a coach that you built a team around and to mess with his philosophy. And uh, for you, Alan, I was just wondering who you think the most likely candidates are for the Knicks to target for big game hunting over the summer. Summer, Thanks. yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, right now, of course, because we don't know what names could shake free, you know, and I can't predict that because you've got to see how the rest of the season plays out and the playoffs play out, but there's always a summer where there's a name you did not expect suddenly becoming uh, disgruntled, wants out, or a team not happy with them or any of that stuff. And then suddenly you're like, wow, do we have the assets to get that guy, right? It just happens all the time. But one name that I think you, you should keep an eye on is Carl Anthony Towns. And mainly because, and I think Wendy has told this story before, there are going to be teams that need to get under what's going to be a new tax threshold where the the penalties are a lot higher. And you're going to have contracts and you're going to say, well, we don't want to keep paying this this extra luxury tax and so you're going to want to unload a contract. And because Anthony Edwards has really emerged as their main guy, 
they might want to move on from the contract of Carl Anthony Towns. And you know there's already a built-in relationship there, him and Tibbs, him and Leon Rose. It's all just there. And he's from this area. But, but So it just feels like that's one that if there's something that could happen, that's a name that you know would probably be on my radar. But tell me this. Is that team better with Carl Anthony Towns minus Rudy Gobert? But nobody would take Rudy Gobert because nobody would take that contract that he has? No, I think they like Rudy Gobert and what he can do defensively. I think they feel like you could put well, – let's say Nas it's – Well, you could either for... do Nas Reed or if you put Julius Randle there. You know what I mean? And Randall is a lot oh, oh, so, is, is much cheaper. So that's what it'd be. So it's no I, I don't know. The, no, no, no. I'm not saying the trade is that. You, I'm you saying, heard it here first. Oh, will you stop? Get me in trouble. Alan Hahn has said that Julius no, Randall. No, I did not. And you, going, no, no, no. The no. new you big three. Me, no, you will get me in trouble, <laughs> and then you'll be stuck with me forever. The new big two. All right. And a half. Okay, Jose in Brooklyn. Jose. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to chime in on the tips conversation um, because I, I do agree with you, Alan. I do think he is a good coach. He, like the previous caller said, he's definitely top 10. And like you said, Bart, when you kind of made the investment, you pretty much traded a couple of young assets and to pretty much double down on his identity, you can't really just, you know, change course. My concern is, is I'm not, you know, being a non-committal person. Um, I'm a person that uh, I'm not married to the idea of, you know, not looking if there aren't any better options, you know, through the rankings. Because, you know, um, like, you know, even though the call screener did bring up that Toronto did trade for Kawhi, you know, Yasai Majuri did take a lot of heat for um firing a coach of the year uh, winner and Dwayne Casey and and hiring Nick Nurse. So it's something that, you know, it is something that I I hope that Leon Rose, you know, down the line, not, not in the media future, but in the future, if that does, if that question does come to case, um, we will, um, that it is uh, an open-minded decision in the future. Um, as far as you know where they're at, I think they're doing well. So hopefully they'll continue continue what they're doing. But I'm still seeing a lot of the play, uh, a lot of the problems that were even before before pre-trade. So hopefully we'll, we'll work that out. What's Thanks. The, what, I, I don't. A lot of that didn't make sense. I mean. Okay, I'm happy with him, but I hope if there's time to fire him, you do. Uh, I, that I don't understand. And then the problems pre-trade, what what problems? Their offense is better than it was before the trade. Defense is better than it was before the trade. What problems? They have top 10 in def- offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating. Top 10. They're one of the best 10 teams in the league. Yeah. But problems are still there. The Nick fans, you know, again, Jose calls all the time. The Nick fans are just – they need to be miserable to be happy. That's all it is. Elliot and Comac. Elliot. Ask them, do they vote? First of all, why are you calling in here talking well, about they the won't care about Jalen Brunson still sixth in voting. Julius Randle down to ninth in voting. Boncaro jumped over him. So, yeah, there's that. Elliot, what's up? So, first of all, when you were talking about coaches who were uh, let uh, allowed to coach out their contracts before, you left out Barry Trotz, won a Stanley Cup with the Capitals, yeah. and then said, see ya. Yeah, that was um, a mistake there. And how about the mistake the Islanders made letting him go? Because did you talk about a standard? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, there's yeah. your example, Nick fans, by the way. I know Nick fans probably don't pay attention to the Islanders. But if you want to know what life after Tibbs will look like, look at the Islanders. Right there. The standard – Right disappeared. There. It's a country club over there right now, and it's embarrassing. 
what's going on. But nobody watches and cares. Nobody puts a lot of effort into the Islanders. But I'm telling you, it's a country club there, and that's what happens when you remove the head coach who sets a standard. There, I'm done. Go ahead, Elliot. Who's the Islanders? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and as far as the people who have their problems with Tibbs go, I, you know, you guys are giving are, uh, plugging the, the uh, betting apps all the time. Let them get on the betting apps. Put some money on the under on Knicks games. They'll make money because the Knicks play defense, and then they'll love tips. Yeah, you're right, because he'll make you money, right? Is that what you're saying? Let's focus on that that's part. The, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, yeah. and the one and the one criticism that I keep hearing about is, uh, uh, and you guys were talking about it last week, week before, whatever it was, about the Knicks not being able to get a star here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that maybe the fact that they the team is so bought in to Tibbs' style and committed to playing defense the way he wants is because there's no star mentality around and nobody thinks they're too big a star to play defense? Yeah, I, I, well, I mean... DeJounte Murray is a guy that came up with Kawhi and, and Spurs. So well, that no... may he, not be a superstar, but that's a star. Though. Yeah, but that's not, a, that's not what he's saying. What he's okay. saying is, is that, look, there's some teams that if the star player is the one that's like... you take Again, look at, look at the Nets when they had Kyrie and KD. Kyrie just wouldn't play. Kyrie do his own thing. So if you if one guy can do whatever he wants, how can you hold everybody else to a standard when the star can't be held to that standard? And that becomes troublesome. Okay. But what you have is Jalen Brunson, total buy-in, who is all right, and Julius Randle is for the most part total buy-in when it comes to availability and all that stuff. Like you have guys who understand that. Well, if he's going to play, I can't take a night off. I can't just be a guy that's like, yeah, I'm going to sit tonight. But if you have guys that do that, of course, everybody else is going to feel they're entitled to do the same. One more real quick, Sean in Long Island. What's up, Sean? How you doing? Uh, on, um, I just wanted to comment on the uh, Tibbs coaching situation. Yeah. Uh, I feel that Tibbs, is, is, he wasn't our coach. He's just an old-school coach. Right. So he overplayed his player. And by the time playoff come, Brunson and Randall was burned out. Because Tibbs is stubborn, he's like an old school coach, right? You know, so, like I had a coach. Right, Sean, let me ask you. Playing. Let me ask you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, did, did, yeah. Did anyone that LeBron played for did they play him too much? No. No. They they always played him. But he, he's the one of one. He you always. Just told no, no, no. no. Greatest... But one example. It's one example. It's oh, the you, fact that you right. play your best players I need to. more towards the end of the season, and then you play them a ton in the playoffs. That's what you do. But but you, you play your best. Look at look at the top. 20 minutes played per game. It's all the best players in the league. You play your best players, Sean. Jokic. That's what you do. Yes. They all play. You play your best players. Jamal Murray. Because I can't win if I play my bad players. Bon Carroll. Yes. Look at them. Kawhi. Look at them all. And Kawhi just takes games off. Although <laughs> this year he's not doing that. You know, let's ask Rex what he thinks of this stuff. Because I find that stuff amazing. You overplay your players. Well, but you, you know what? We, I don't want to play guys who suck. But we used to have 30 and over club. But football is different because you play once a week. So we had 30 and over club. So sometimes they'll be like, hey, take take Wednesday off. Like, well, that's that's practice. practice during the week. Though. That's, that's, we're talking about practice. Well, I'm pra- talking about the game. Well, You're talking practice? Well, pro, pro, You're talking practice. Well, pro, I'm talking a game. Well, pros don't practice. So play, so games are take the place of practice. 800-919-3776. I want to talk to Damn, Rex are, about are, are this Are we not more. selling? I ain't got no reads. No, you don't. Rex Ryan with us next. Stay with us, Barton Hahn. We got to do better in the sales department. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.